Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. When I work out, I go hard. But the harder you go, the more tired you get, right? Your body and your breathing slow down. What if we could dial up the intensity and sustain our workouts? Training Mask will get you there. Training Mask is the industry leader in the development of performance breathing. Better breathing can help burn fat, build muscle, and improve your workout. Look, when we want stronger biceps, we train with weights. The resistance pushes your muscle. Training Mask provides resistance to your respiratory muscles, which control your airflow. What does this all mean? We could go harder, faster, and longer without the fatigue. Dial up the intensity, boost stamina, and maximize recovery time. Training Mask is what separates good fitness from athletic excellence, and you can learn more at trainingmask.com. Professional athletes and personal trainers use it, and so can you. Let's add more horsepower to our workout. Visit trainingmask.com. That's trainingmask.com. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I sit down with the Vice President of the NWA, Mr. Dave Lagana. He's the guy behind NWA Power every Tuesday at 6.05. How's the show going? And that retro look to the NWA, we get into all of it with Dave Lagana. We also get into CM Punk, not only being back into the fold with the WWE by being a part of WWE Backstage, but we get into Survivor Series. Where's Survivor Series? Chicago. Hmm. We talk about it right here on today's edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Also, my favorite segment, the Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. And you know what? I think Bully actually liked it. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The reviews are in. Everyone seems to love NWA Power, and one of the men behind it is our good friend Dave Lagana, who joins us live in studio. How are you, Dave? I'm not bad. I've been on tour with Billy for the last three weeks, so it's uh, it's been quite a quite a time. Getting up this morning was difficult, but it's all right. We'll live. Does Billy Corgan ever smile? Yes. Okay. Just I guess it's not just in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try exactly. that tomorrow. We'll try that tomorrow exactly. when he's here. Exactly. As you know, if you follow Dave Lagana on social media, he always assumes like you do, Bully. I don't know how this happens, that I'm always kind of chasing the hug and trying to get free stuff. So today I actually have some gifts for Dave Lagana, Bully. Is there Did security? you go out and buy them yourself? Anyway. Did you purchase these gifts yourself? Uh, exactly. Yeah. I got... Um, uh, thanks to Kay's Candy, I have a busted open chocolate pop for I was, you. I was taught to never take candy from strangers. Interesting. <laughs> so, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you're pulling a Seinfeld. 
You're re-gifting. I don't. Yes. Know, I don't watch Seinfeld, so I don't know what you're talking you about. You are re-gifting. Why do you speak you in guilty. Seinfeld and Star you Wars language? <laughs> because those are the those are the languages most understood by our listeners. Mm-hmm. You are now re-gifting. That nice lady Kay made chocolates for you. They were a gift for you, and now you're giving them away as a gift to Lagana. Re-gifting, George. Actually, this was a gift to us, and Dave Lagana is part of our family, so I'm giving. Giving him one of our chocolate pops. I'm going to need to oh. have that tested. It's very good. And then I got you. This is, and I'm sure you've seen this at your somebody, own so, event. Somebody wore that shirt. Yeah, uh, the Dave LaGreca guy T-shirt. So I can't go. wait for my cat to wear this. So. <laughs> Monkey would love or it. Pi- or piss on it. <laughs> he's a very he's he's far cleaner than Dave, so it's okay. Well, that, I'm sure that's true. He's licking himself constantly. Uh, so Dave, you do that a lot too, Dave. I, I do. Uh, so Dave, you uh, you said that you're on tour yep. with Billy. You're always busy. You're always working. But I hope you've taken some time to kind of sit back and enjoy the success of NWA Power. I mean, the episodes have been tremendous. I mean, people have been calling into this show talking about perfect amount of time at the perfect time at six oh five, and then again storylines that you have to watch week in and week out. So yeah, it's uh, it's really surprised us you know billy and i always talk about what we think the number would be and you know what the number became was well beyond what we thought and you know we always say we're we're not as far as we wanted to be but further than we ever thought we would be and you know just looking at every episode has wolf crossed two hundred thousand views and we've added ninety thousand subscribers in one month to the channel and it's just growing and the really interesting part is the people who watch live like it's a good amount. I think it's about t- between fifteen to thirty thousand, depending on what what numbers you look at. But the VOD is people finding it, keep finding it today. I just watch somebody go, "Oh, I just binged the whole show, like the all of them last night." So it's really interesting as a way to watch people watch wrestling. Dave, when is the pay per view? Pay per view is December fourteenth, Saturday at six oh five in Atlanta, Georgia. It's the same day as UFC, so we're we're doing the pay per view uh, three hours before the UFC pay per view. And how will you be able to view it the same way? Fight. Or? It'll be it'll be on fight. Uh, I'm looking into YouTube pay per view, but might not for this one. But we we want to be able to offer it worldwide, uh, in the same way that they can watch this show. And this will be a studio style pay per view, the same way your TV show. It is. will look similar. We we will have entrance music uh, since it's a pay per view, and we will have uh, a different entrance for the talents. Uh, but everything cool. else will be the same. But it'll, it'll be a traditional paper. We'll still have interviews. The, the set will mm-hmm. still be there, the podium. Uh, and we'll have some very interesting things to discuss on that pay-per-view. And also, too, like you said, it's available on Fight. It's yep. also a, a fan-friendly price yeah. for that event it's as pre- well. For pre-order right now for nineteen ninety-nine, I think up until seven days before. We had a very strong first day of getting uh, people buying it. it was, we're kind of Every time we do something, we're kind of blown away. You know, we, we opened up our email list this past week. And we doubled it in with Billy making one simple tease of an announcement that he'll make almost at the same time here tomorrow about what's our next thing we're doing. So we we've, we've really keep growing and finding new fans. And it's really interesting to find people in there. They're different than AEW fans and they're different from WWE fans. There are people like, I haven't watched wrestling in 15 years. And I'm like, how did you find it? Like, it just popped up on YouTube because I used to search NWA videos. It's really interesting how people are finding this show. And the people that have been calling into this show and the way they've talked about it, and not just pro wrestling fans, but other wrestlers as well, 
obviously, like the countdown into the show, you you show that tweet from The Rock. Edge has tweeted about it as well. Of just they them falling upon it, and that old school feel to it mm-hmm. is definitely drawing fans in. But it's the new talent that really keeps you watching episode to episode. Yeah, and it's, it's the pace too. You know, we we uh, no, nothing stays too long in, in a world where three hours of your time is demanded on a weekly basis. You watch it when you want, and it's going to work in succession forever. It's sort of like 10 pounds. Like, you can go back today and watch people like, oh, where's this been? We've been back for two years, three years. Yep. It's there if they want it. And, you know, I think people are really finding it on their own time. You're doing a really great job with the talent that you have now. Everybody seems to be busting their ass, doing the absolute best they can. Is there a talent out there right now? And I'm not talking about like a John Cena or anybody ridiculous like that. Is there a talent out there right now that you wish you could get your hands on that you knew would be a perfect fit for the NWA? Uh, I don't know about any one specific talent, but I can kind of paint an archetype. To me, it's somebody that has the ability to understand a live event crowd, and I think obviously, Bully, you would be the perfect type of example. You un- you wouldn't understand how an audience that's 20 feet away from you and you're literally having a conversation with them on a promo, which is different than, I think I said it last time I was on, than Raw or AEW where they're cutting a promo in the ring and they're ignoring, they're, they have their back to 75% of the audience, and it's really a much different uh, way. So any talent that can talk... I think, and, and that'll be kind of tied into what Billy's announcement is tomorrow. It's just they'll have the opportunity and just lay it all out, put the money where the mouth is as far as uh, what kind of talents they have. So, like, I've heard from a lot of people, from former WWE names to complete unknowns. Everybody wants a chance, and I think what's different about our format is it's not so, you're not sort of locked into something that you're not. And you said uh, Billy Corgan's going to be live in studio with us tomorrow with an announcement. I can't wait for that. And it's funny, when you started talking about talent to bring in, I think the talent that you already have and that is now being discovered on NWA Power is really special, like Ricky Starks. You mentioned him the last time you were on, and now being able to see him and how talented he is in the ring and on the microphone, that's a star in the making. Yeah, uh, Ricky Starks and Thunder Rosa are really sort of our our hidden gems, and I've spent a lot of time with uh, Rosa in the last couple weeks. Like I went, as if I didn't have enough to do while doing this Billy documentary, which I have to somehow turn around on Friday, uh, and getting power done after I do this, is we have a Thunder Rosa documentary of her uh, Combates America fight, and... I think you'll learn a completely different side of her, and she is, uh, she's a she's a, a really unique talent because she wasn't a 20-year wrestling fan. She found it five years ago and has picked it up very quickly, and she's very open about, you know, when she was on Lucha Underground, how unprepared she was, but the but the woman we're getting on power is, she just pops off the screen, and, and she's legit, but her and Ricky are our breakouts, but then a guy like Aaron Stevens. And then the question mark, you know, like the question. I mean, like <laughs> question mark. There's not been a, a bigger mark stuff. since Tommy Dreamer, but you know, it's um, ah! but you know, you know, like it's when you see what happened this week, like on the show that air, like it's that's where our crowd can make or break somebody. And he walked out, and that wasn't what we were expecting. And the talents that are in the successive segments had to figure out how to make that work. And I think it's very familiar to something that Aaron Stevens, Damian Sandow, was a part of in the past. Are, which talents are standing out to you right now that are overachieving? Uh, obviously, Rosa and Starks, but I think Trevor Murdoch. Here's a guy that I saw at Harley Race's funeral. I think the, I think the, 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 when we announced the TV and I came on the next day, I had I had seen him. And I said, "Just come." He's like, "Do you want me to work?" I said, "It's up to you." You know, and and he showed up and 
as as Trevor Murdoch's shape as he can, but that's part of his appeal. And boy, can he still go. He has a match with Nick Aldis on this week's show that's just, it's eye-catching that this guy has been on the sidelines for years. Yeah. And I think there's a whole universe of guys not under contract that we can offer opportunities to. And I think that's really what's exciting. And, you know, and we've told everyone we're willing to work with whoever. We now have this format. The original impetus of this show was to be what was TRL was back when it was really hot, 10 or 15 years ago, a show where anybody can show up and promote and be part of what they are. You know, we want to be non-agnostic. We want, we want to be a show that eventually is open to anybody so that if NXT wants to send Matt Riddle down, if we're live someday or it fits with them, we could do that. And they can just go have a, a squash match like a, like Georgia Championship Wrestling used to be. You know, a guy could show up, promote his thing, and out. It's a, we don't necessarily need to be in fit into any one box. And I glad, I'm glad you mentioned Trevor Murdoch because he was somebody, when I saw him, I, I completely forgot about him mm-hmm. and how talented he really was. And like you said, he was on the sidelines for so long. And to, to now see people reinvented on the show. Eddie Kingston's another oh, yeah. one. I mean, I'm, I'm watching Eddie Kingston, and forget about how good he is in the ring. On the microphone, I don't think he's ever been able to really shine like he has now in NWA Power. No, I worked with him in 2009 in Ring of Honor, and... I don't, I don't even remember why it didn't stick. And then Billy and I brought him in in 2016, uh, Game of Thrones Impact Wrestling uh, era, and literally his first TV was our last, and they wouldn't even let him talk. And we're like, aren't we in charge? They're like, no, he can't talk. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, how do you how do you not let that guy just talk and let him go? I mean, Bully, he would have been perfect in ECW. Like, he would have had the, the mouth to really kind of communicate with that audience and understand what was real and what wasn't. Well, that place was the perfect barometer of whether you could really get over or not. Um, speaking of getting over, I want to talk about Camille for a second. Here's a girl that trained to be a pro wrestler for a length of time. She was getting involved. She was doing well. Then she kind of lost her passion for it. You were able to get her back. She's with Nick. Obviously, the girl has a phenomenal look. She's a, she's a monster. She's pretty. She She looks the part. What are the chances of getting her back involved, full-blown in the ring and turning her into the performer, athlete, entertainer that she was meant to be? I think she's in a she's been a long-range project of ours. So so when the the Brandy uh, Cody story with Nick last year happened, you know, the idea came to find a backup for for Nick. And we went through a couple different ideas and obviously I I think I met uh, Camille through you, Bully. She, I don't know if she came to an impact or whatever, but we've been friends for a couple of years. And I just texted her. I said, are you out or are you done or are you interested? And she came and did the first one, and we put her under a, a multi-year deal right away because there's huge upside with her. I said to her, you're not going to talk for a year or more. And that girl has a lot of personality, which is very hard, but she understood the role, and she is she's over-delivered every time. As far as her wrestling... I think time, I think the situation, you know, we've gotten a lot out of her not talking, a lot of out of her not doing stuff. And I think in the long run, I think she will eventually be a giant female wrestling star. But I think we want to get her over to an audience kind of similar, a little bit baby doll, a little bit China as far as what she's her presentation. And then when the bell rings, you'll see what she's able to do. You know, it's incredible, too, because you wouldn't normally see this just as an example in the WWE to keep somebody quiet for this length of time. And the fact that Camila isn't talking, she doesn't talk at all, like it's a great it's a great concept. But, you know, in other wrestling organizations, they would have they would have already had her spoken already. Well, it's patience. You know, we've if there's ever been one brand to be patient, it's ours. And, you know, Billy's 
when were you going to do TV? Literally, I think the first time he came on when we bought it, I don't know if you asked, when, when are you going to do TV? When are we going to do TV? And it's like this perfect storm of, you know, all in, working with Ring of Honor, you know, the Crockett Cup. I think we sh- we built an audience, but I think you have to hit the right timing of stuff. And I mean, she's still, I think she's 26, you know, like, like w- she had two WB tryouts. I don't know what happened. Great for us, you know, to find a talent like that available. And we're finding talents like that out there that are willing to contribute. And she's been great on social media as well. A lot of people are posing the question, boy, you could do so many bigger things Mm -hmm. on another platform. And she's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I love the platform that I'm on right now. And I think it is a perfect platform for her. We have a great locker room and, you know, it's it's important, the chemistry of it. And the first day, and, and I don't know if it's in the doc or not that we put out, but everybody's there for a reason. There's nobody there just because they're somebody's brother or, you know, dating that person. It's really, they all fit a skill set that this show has. And, you know, I I think a lot of them weren't sure what they were walking into, but we were really transparent. And then once they saw it, and then once they saw the audience reaction, it's been great. I mean, Nick and Camille did the big event this weekend, and they said it was 10 to 20 times the amount of energy they've gotten since we started. I I wanted to mention that. That was actually one of the things I wanted to mention because I went to that event on Saturday morning and I couldn't get near your champion, Nick Aldis. Well, that's like, probably by design. He has security every time you get near him. Well, that too. But I'm talking about the the mob scene that wanted to yeah. get you know buy a picture, get an autograph, get a picture with him. Like I had never seen that kind of a reaction for Nick, especially now with the NWA Championship, and then the fact now that this show is a hit and people are watching. He probably had one of the bigger lines that I saw. Yeah, he on said Saturday. him and Marty uh, Skrull had the biggest lines. They couldn't even like. They're best friends, and they said they got to spend like two minutes together because they both were so busy. And you know, it's it's interesting how the last two years have shaken out. And you know, I think Billy even talked about it here as as you know this thing was happening. And and I think what AEW became, and you know, what Ring of Honor has done, and what we've done, it's this new Japan. Like it's these these little ships out here in in the universe. While you know, Vince has got his as Billy called it his Death Star. You know, and and this. This has been a very interesting time period, and you know we're glad to have been a part of it and documented it. And you know there's a, there's a, there's a much larger story I think brewing um, about what happens next. It's going to be a long winter. I'll just say that much for a lot of people. Okay. Un- unfortunately, LaGreca doesn't know what a Death Star is. Um, you know, he probably thinks that's something. It's, it's from like Star when you Trek. want to open your wallet, it's just deathly not happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. You know, Lagana, I think you can agree with this when it comes to Nick. Um, Nick should have been a much bigger star a long time ago, but he was tampered with too much in TNA. And that's not a knock on him. That's a knock on the people that surrounded him. And I think he's finally getting an opportunity to shine with you guys on a full-time basis. I I think the stuff with Cody helped Nick just as much as it helped Cody. Those guys both benefited from one another at, at All In. But you're finally getting to see him hit a comfort zone um, where he's not walking on eggshells and not worried about every little piece of advice coming from the wrong mind. Now, he's been, um, you know, Billy and I, when when this whole thing started, you know, we had a couple, we had an archetype of who we wanted. It's, it's no secret that Drew Galloway was uh, the first person we had handpicked. But WWE had called before we had the brand, and we couldn't. We couldn't. Uh, we told him go. You know, you got to. You got to get it. So, the the second guy was actually Eli Drake. You know, we went. We went to Eli next because Nick was done. You know, Nick Nick had finished up with Impact, and he was 
out of the business. I had called him. He said, oh, let me think about it. So we called Eli. He was in a gap period of uh, his impact contract. And, you know, Eli decided to stay, which we respected. And, and Nick was like, well, let, let's just do the Tim Storm match and see what's there. And as we got into that, Nick really fell in love with this idea and really made it his own. And, you know, he's he, we wouldn't be here without him. Him and Tim Storm, it's why the first show started with them. It's why that first show was such a success. Tim is Tim is a lightning rod, and, and yeah. Tim wouldn't be here without Nick either. Like, they really work well together. And, you know, everybody, it's, it's like... It's like this perfect storm of all these guys with a lot to prove. And, you know, I don't think there's anything like it. I, I said it too. It's, there's nothing like this on television as far as wrestling. Because when you're on television, you have to hit certain benchmarks, ratings, time periods. My show can be 22 minutes or it can be 59 minutes. It could be three hours if I wanted it to if we had the right show. And I think that's what's interesting about Power. And I love the fact of what you did with Tim Storm. Because I thought Tim Storm would be somebody that would be lost in the shuffle once this show started. But I'm glad you have that link from the past. And that first episode with Nick and Tim, you know, was lights out. I mean, is is he somebody that you can still see really being used over over the next year or two? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see Tim Storm wrestle fifty two weeks a year. He's not a he's not a he's not a guy that, that should be doing that. He's fifty four, fifty five years old fifty five years old. I see Tim in the long range probably eventually becoming an analyst, a broadcaster. He's obviously very well spoken. You know, he might make a great manager someday, but he still has. I mean, if you hit your peak at fifty-two, you know, physical peak, you know, he he really still wants to contribute. And you know, the, the match with him and Nick it was the perfect sort of period on that sentence of the first two years. But there's still a lot more to get out of Tim Storm. Um, when it comes to the show. Listen, the brand, especially the way that we started out talking about mm -hmm. the NWA and you came on and you were always great with your time and Billy Corgan was always great with his time to come on and talk about this brand and what he thought the future of the brand was going to be. There was a lot of naysayers mm -hmm. when it came to the NWA. When, when you look back at that now, is this kind of like... Hey, you know, look how successful this is. Is it? Is mm -hmm. it a bit of like, hey, we've won, and you know, because there were a lot of naysayers of when it came there, to there's this. There's always brand. the naysayers are the first ones out on anything. Anytime anything gets announced, there's either the super positive or the super negative, and it takes time. You know, the, this show it gets decided on literally even today. I'm making decisions on what's in the show, certain things and such. It's it's a it is one hundred percent a marathon every day. I've been doing this. This is my nineteenth year. Next year's twenty, and I you, you just you just gotta not put your like. I don't worry about what people say now. It's like looking back. No, it's we got here because of the work, not because oh we got the brand and we just kind of coasted and hired all the same people that have worked everywhere else. Mm -hmm. This has been this has been bootstrapped since day one. Trust me. Was there one wrestler that has? been like you said on other brands on other shows that now really attach themselves to the nwa that surprised you uh it's it's really just interesting and I, I i don't like especially those who haven't been public about it but you know i hear from people that are either very happy or very unhappy and just our goal is to make it something good for the whole business that it, if somebody becomes available they could spend two weeks two months one day um and really surprise everybody because that doesn't exist anymore i think What's happened in this uh, Cold War or war, whatever we're sitting in, everyone's sort of siloed and locked off. And it's, it's actually very similar to what's going to happen with streaming where, you know, the, the openness of the streaming world, where Netflix had everything five years ago, the amount of piracy went down, I think, like 30%. But now that all this content is now hidden behind these different walls, uh, people are going to start 
things it, the 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 order that 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 big media wants things to happen will cause chaos to happen externally. Meaning, new thing people will just go. Ah, I'm just going to go on YouTube because it's free. Mm-hmm. So I, I think similar with wrestling. I think people will see the opportunity, and when they get the opportunity, will be there as an open source platform that you can just walk out and cut a promo and and change your fortunes overnight. Not comparing the NWA to AEW, uh, AEW has gone out there and talked about how well they are taking care of their talent, whether it's a schedule or whether it's uh, the catering that's provided. It's the little things mm-hmm. that make a difference to the guys and gals that are go out there bumping their asses off. Do you feel that the NWA is doing the right thing by the wrestlers also? Yeah, I think we have, um, you know, our schedule is very easy. You know, we it's two to three days a month, you know, every other month. And obviously we have some exclusive talent like Nick and Eli and Thunder Rosa and Allison Kay, um, Royce and Tom, Ricky Starks. We have a bunch of ex- that we that we book out. Um, but as far as taking care of them, what we offer them is an opportunity to be part of the process. So, you know, there there is no scripts. There, You know, they get to be part of their brand. You know, they're part of their merchandise. And, you know, health is very important. Chris Nowinski is going to come and sit and talk with our roster in December about uh, concussion protocol. And, you know, he was actually at Billy's listening party last night and somebody that I worked with, like you, Bully, in 2002 when he broke into the business. And, um, you know, it's it's, uh, talent happiness is very important because we don't want situations where they're unhappy and it becomes a situation that we have to deal with. So, you know, I'm very communicative with our talents on what we want and what we're looking for out of them. And, this is what's on the show and what's not, and you know, let them let them be them. You know, what's funny is that you know I've seen Jim Cornette on commentary with MLW, and he doesn't hold back on things that he thinks about what goes on in, inside and outside the ring. How have you felt he has done with NWA Power? And he seems to really enjoy the product that he's commentating for. Well, this is in Jim's wheelhouse. You know, this is the, this is the type of wrestling he likes, and Jim is one hundred percent polarizing and. But but the, but the skill set that he offers allows us a chance to give back some of that knowledge. There's very few guys that existed in the studio wrestling format that understand do this and don't do that because if you do this, the audience will have already be ahead of you on something. So he's he's been a great resource and he's he's great on commentary and, and him and Joe Galley are a really great team. And I mean Galley is is very unique as much as he's a newsman. There's a little bit of a like what's going on with Joe Galley? Like you saw it in the Camille stuff. You know he. Uh, He's a character too, and Marquez. Everybody on our show is a character. There's not a um, bland is not a word we use, uh, you know, as far as our characters, including our announcers. Um, we talk about, or you have told me about Billy's like mantra when it comes to social social media and winning the night, so mm-hmm. to speak, being the number one thing spoken about on you know Twitter and all of social media. Do you believe that NWA power? is still winning the night on Tuesdays. I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's become a crowded night. And, like, it's interesting. There was no AEW Dark last week, and I thought our numbers would take a hit. And they did and they didn't. So, like, we didn't get a lot of suggested viewing. You know, it's one of the great things about YouTube is it'll tell you where your views come from. So on, on an average week, 20 to 30% of those first two days come from people that watched AEW Dark and came across. Last week, they didn't air because of the pay-per-view. And... Uh, we still did actually very well, which means our base audience is growing. Um, like, I don't know what Impact does. And obviously, if they did a great number, we would hear about it, about the, you know, whatever they spent to buy access. It's a very crowded night. And and we felt it was actually good to be in that middle zone because with 
AEW on Wednesdays and NXT, you know, where else would this have fit? A Thursday, maybe? We talked about Saturdays, but, you know, we're very happy. Again, we designed this show without understanding what this audience would react to it. We had no idea. Like, we had zero, and the talent had zero idea. So we're going to go back with uh, three sold-out nights that we sold out very quickly, you know, the first two nights, and it took a while. For the, it's a Monday. You know, it's the third yeah. day of a taping. But, you know, to sell 250 tickets in Atlanta, in any city, is is very impressive. You know, as far, that just shows the passion of this audience and what they felt. So I think we'll the show will continue to pivot weekly. And I think as we open up the format, and again, uh, Billy's announcement that will go to email subscribers, I think, at nine, 8 or 9 tomorrow morning, and then you guys will get the first uh, time to hear from him on it, opens it up even more for newer talents and a real chance to expand this format even more. And if I'm not mistaken, as we've gotten to the fifth and sixth episodes, there's more time spent watching it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the amount of minutes, it's like it's like 20 million minutes of, of them watched in a month. And it's just, you know, YouTube has really been a, a unique platform for us because it's allowed a lot of new people to find it. If we were on CMT, it airs at 6 o'clock on a Tuesday, but unless you set your DVR... You're not gonna. It's not gonna be fed to you. You know the the what what YouTube allows is how people uh, talk content from now on. So like I think it's really it's really been a unique a platform for the show. And I I've said it before. I want some version of the show forever to be on YouTube. One of the things that Bully and I have talked about a lot when it comes to the Wednesday night war between AEW and NXT, and Bully has said this, and I agree. You know, AEW kind of gets the advantage because of the presentation. Mm -hmm. Much bigger crowd. You're doing it in front of 12,000, 15,000 as opposed to 500 people when it comes to NXT at full sale. And it, it's kind of a negative for NXT. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the NWA, it's such a huge positive. People love studio wrestling. Mm -hmm. People, Did you know that right off the bat that people would fall in love with it because it's old school in studio wrestling? I, I think the, the design was to draw them in with the look. So not that you're flipping around, but if you see the clip on Twitter or whatever, it, that, that was always the attractor. It was the, it was the logo, but you know, it's always been about those promos and and the the solidness of the the time spent. There's not a second of wasted time on that show. Like if it is, I cut it out. Like like even there's times where I cut the the throws. Just like okay, we don't need it, or I'll cut the like what's the highest moment and there instead of like let the announcers harp on it for two more minutes. It, it just they get it, and if they don't, they'll come back. And it's interesting we get little spikes in in YouTube where people. Uh, where people do that, and then I could see, oh, that's a big moment. Like at the end of this past week, where all the chaos, we went into the Dawkins song. People went back and watched that because they were trying to figure out what's going like on. Like what's happening, right? Here. And that, yeah. I think that was why we designed it that way. It was like, why is everybody coming out? And you'll tune in next week, hopefully. Dave, um, you're a wrestling fan, and other than what you have going on with Power, what out there in the wrestling world do you find yourself liking right now? Uh, when I check in on on NXT and AW, it's you know I I appreciate that there are two different uh, attacks on the same sort of thought process as far as heavy wrestling and you know it's been interesting to watch them have to go into I hate to use the word sports entertainment but more promos and stories because there's a lot of wrestling on television there's yeah. a lot of wrestling out there at any time oh look at that Dave Lagreca wearing his free NWA shirt I sent him um, <laughs> but um, you know it's I think like MJF is somebody that I worked with uh, very early with, you know, through Dreamer, and then he did some Hollywood stuff. Like, it's cool to see new talents breaking through, and and 
you know, to see them step into a spotlight and go, yep, that guy definitely has it. Like, that's been the most interesting part. And, you know, the NXT show, I haven't watched a lot of it. I watched enough. Um, and, and you know, obviously the, the brand wars, I'm, I'm happy that NXT is being kind of presented at a equal level to Raw and SmackDown because obviously I booked SmackDown and we were always the B show and then I was on ECW and it was the Z show. And, uh, you know, like, it's cool that they're allowing that to happen now. And I think the advantage of Tuesday at 6.05, it's it's early in the week before everyone's burnt out. Yeah, and I think you can watch it when you want. And I think that's the important part. And, you know, it's just interesting because people live tweet the show that they watch on demand, which we, I didn't expect at all. It's weird to, like, look the hashtag up and at 3 o'clock in the morning there's a guy <laughs> in France tweeting about it in French and I have to use a little translate tweet and it's... It's really been it's really been unique on how people have watched the show. And I'm on I'm on social media and I'm especially on social media when I'm watching NWA Power. And I've said this on the show, Dave, and I think you'd find this interesting. I have like a group of people that I text with when I'm watching this mm-hmm. show. Uh, Jonathan Hood of ESPN yep. in Chicago is one of them. Uh, Bully's good friend uh, Dave Snake Sabo of Skid Row is one of those people. Mm-hmm. And during the show, all we do is like text back and forth about. I mean, because it's it's like we're kids again, and yeah. I think that's a, a big advantage of the show as well. Yeah, it's been it's really you know, and and obviously the first week was massive, and I think yes, um, you know, I've I've seen people. Oh, your ratings are down. No, they're not. I mean, like we're growing. If if you compare our channel against other YouTube channels, so we have a hundred and fifty five thousand subscribers. We're doing over two hundred thousand views on every episode. Uh, I use an example of Peter McKinnon, who's uh, one of my favorite uh, photographer videographers. He's got four point five million subscribers, and his average uh, video views are three hundred fifty thousand. So it's you know people are finding this show, and we'll just keep growing if we if we uh, keeping the budget in yeah. line is my number one priority. And you know everybody understands what's going on, but we're so, like. We've sold commercials. This week, uh, High Spots bought a commercial that we went out and produced. So one of the commercials in the show is from High Spots in our style. And, you know, there are other companies who want to step forward. And, you know, I've seen people like, oh, well, the YouTube ad money is not the same. Yeah. there's We have five buckets that we're, we're making money in out of because this if we can self-sustain this, then we don't have to make a bad deal. And I think Billy's been very clear. If we told you what we've turned down, people go, are you out of your mind? And most people tell me I'm out of my mind every day. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is, it's everything that we've done has worked to get us here. And as long as Billy's happy, which obviously you'll speak to him tomorrow, how happy he is. And, you know, the pivoting of his own career. You know, he's had a very unique week performing. And Bully, there was a moment the other night where he invited a guy on stage, uh, said, say it to my face, or you can punch me in the face. Like he challenged a guy to come up on, because it's, we've gotten this really weird world where the singular voice needs to be the most important of fans, that this is about them. And when there's 650 people and one guy is trying to ruin everybody's time. And so like, this has been really a unique environment. And the amount of positivity is unlike anything that I've, I mean, I booked WWE CW and boy, that was the opposite of this on a lot of levels. And, you know, so, you know, for, for us to have this amount of positivity and it be our, Vision has been really cool. You can watch NWA Power every single Tuesday on Facebook, YouTube at 6.05. And again, like Dave said, it doesn't have to be just at 6.05 on Tuesdays. You can watch it on your train right in the next day or anytime on demand. And I can't wait to talk to Billy Corgan tomorrow. The Prez is going to be in in studio with a big announcement. Looking forward it, it, to the, that. the announcement is not that you get free tickets to any of his show this week. Ha ha! 
Like I could, like he's like I'm heartbroken. Caught. I'm heartbroken. I'm sure you've promised your wife these tickets already too. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a revolution. Sure is. So it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new and improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Woo-hoo! Let's see who's up. Yes! Yes! And who's down. No! No! From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. And here's the thing about my power rankings this week, Bully. Go ahead. Say something. Woo! 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 I like Woo-hoo! I like when he says that the new and improved. They are new I, and improved. I, they're never improved. Well, I w- you maybe not improved, but I will throw Woo-hoo! I will throw out the word new because each and every wrestler on my list is new. No repeat from last week. How about that, Bully? Okay, you're you're on the right track so far. Now you'll appreciate this because at the number five position is not only a tag team, but also a tag team that's a part of NWA Power coming in at number five. As Homicide still is laid out on the outside. Well, we've seen this before. Into the hush money. He's got the cover. into the fire the wild cards coming in at number five your nwa world tag team champions and a big win bully over eddie kingston and homicide and a little bit of a surprise for me because i actually thought eddie kingston and homicide was going to win that match but you know what great story they're telling that's going to lead to their first ever pay-per-view looking forward to that also this wrestler has never ever been on my power rankings before and comes in at number four. Putting a little extra special sauce on this! Another final hour and goes for the cover! Garza puts the match over! Leo Rush defends the NXT Cruiserweight title! The Cruiserweight champion Leo Rush coming in at number four. What a great way to start off NXT last week. And you always talk, Bully, about sticking and staying. Well, that match, if you were deciding to watch NXT first, you may just stick and stay with that show after getting that great match. And Leo Rush coming in at number four. At number three is also another wrestler from NXT. Keith Lee now. Whoa, the and goes for the cover. And Keith Lee defeats Roderick Strong in the center of the ring. Now, it was a non-title match, but you know what? Keith Lee in a great match with Roderick Strong and getting a win over the champion in the non-title match and a strong performance to boot. And not only that, but Keith Lee was great on the microphone as well this past Wednesday. Keith Lee coming in at number three. And at number two, possibly, and you know what? I'm going to say the best heel in the business at number two. 
I'm gonna say this one more time. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me to be in the inner circle, Chris? All right. You know what? You know who the biggest jackass is in oh, AEW? Oh, I know. I know who the biggest jackass in AEW. Oh yeah. Do you want to say it right now? I'm gonna say I'm it. Gonna, gonna say you want to know who the biggest jackass is? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> MJF coming in at number two, and Bully. I mean, to be in the ring with Chris Jericho, and we both said it on Thursday after what we saw Wednesday night. You forgot that Chris Jericho was even in the ring. MJF, an amazing performance on the microphone. And I think right now, and even after what we saw on Wednesday, is your best heel in the business. And at number one, somebody who got the win and what I thought was the best match of the week at number one. No disqualification, all fair and love in this NXT women's ladder match. And Io Shirai securing the symbolic briefcase. Advantage Team Baszler and working. And again, getting the, the advantage at War Games that's coming up at NXT TakeOver. Io Shirai getting the victory and what, I, again, I thought was the match of the week. So... My power rankings for this week, Bully. At number five, the wild cards. At number four, Leo Rush. At number three, Keith Lee. At number two, MJF. And at number one, Io Shirai. I'm not going to break your chops about your power rankings because I like the fact that every single person on this list is new. However. 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 You got to switch one and two. Interesting. Having a good ladder match or a great ladder match does not shock me. Those girls went out there. They tore the house down. Technically, Mia Yim was more memorable from that match from getting busted open and the bump she took through the ladder than Io Shirai was. But Io got the win, thus making it more powerful. However... What MJF was able to do to me takes the cake because MJF is doing something in 2019 that is very, very difficult to do. He's being a heel. He's being a legitimate heel. He's being a real heel. He's being an asshole heel, a dick heel, and everything in between heel. A guy that you want to see get beat up heel. A guy that you want to see get his ass kicked heel. To me, that speaks volumes. Him being able to go out there and cut a heel promo on his own and then hang with Jericho on the microphone. And and some could even say might have outshined Chris on the microphone. Then coming in and being part of the the beatdown at the end with Wardlow. What MJF did this past week sticks out to me a little bit more than the EO win, despite the fact that EO and Mia had a great ladder match. Yeah, and it was a tough call for me. I gave it to EO because I thought that was the best match of the week, but I can't argue with you, Bully. If you go with MJF at one instead of two, that's fine. Uh, I'm really proud of my power rankings this week, and here's the thing that's interesting about my power rankings this week, Bully. They don't suck. That's interesting. Number one, they don't suck. Number two, how about this? No wrestlers from Raw or SmackDown on my rankings this week. As a matter of fact, I was going back and forth between the wild cards and filthy Tom Lawler after his victory on MLW. So 
interesting, interesting power rankings. But yes, I think it shows you that MLW is doing well right now. NWA is doing well right now. AEW is doing well right now. And NXT is doing well right now. And I think Raw and SmackDown have digressed as we're getting closer to one of the big four pay-per-views. So I I think it's interesting the absence of a Raw or a SmackDown wrestler on my power rankings. I'm not shocked. I mean, Raw was the tape show from Manchester this week, right? Yes. Okay. Not to say that there weren't any standout performances. I mean, didn't Umberto win that 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 three way match at the end yeah, of the show? But still, it doesn't stack up to to my power rankings. I, I, I what I'm saying is I'm trying to give your reasoning credibility. Like, despite the fact that a young guy like Umberto wins a match, still, uh, and who did he pin in that match? Here's Do you remember? The, he, I don't. I don't remember. And that's the biggest thing I think more than anything else. When I look at NXT from this past week, um, memorable performances. Io Shirai, like you said, Mia Yim, uh, Keith Lee, Leo Rush. A lot of memorable performances from NXT. When you look at AEW, SCU, MJF, Chris Jericho, uh, uh, Pac, Great performances on AEW. NWA, I love the show. I love the win by the wild cards. You know, you can even throw in, you know, some other performances that we saw on NWA Power. When it comes to SmackDown and it comes to Raw, very forgettable shows. And when you're this close to a major pay-per-view like Survivor Series, even with the women from SmackDown, and Rhea Ripley had a great performance but again, I didn't like the presentation. And again, forgettable shows on Monday and Friday. Uh, I don't know if the shows are forgettable or if these other shows are just that much more exciting or if it's a little bit of both. I mean, with, with Raw and SmackDown, with, with the talent that's there, I just wish we were getting so much more. I really do. And listen, I'm not the only one who thinks this. I bet you there's a lot of people in those locker rooms who think the exact same thing so much talent so much stories i mean legitimately the only story right now that's being told real story is lana rusev and and lashley other than that what stories are there and that's a story that people are split about then when you look at smackdown i'm kind of like the building of a story between the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Daniel Bryan, but we just got that this past Friday, and we're a week away from the pay-per-view that's taking place on Sunday. So what really, what kind of story are you getting before a pay-per-view? And it's hard to get into the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan because, yes, we know it'll be a good match. That's a given. But I like Daniel Bryan, and I like the Fiend. Now what? What am I supposed to do? Okay, I'll just go watch a great wrestling match. Duh. I can watch a great wrestling match in a lot of different places these days. I want something I can sink my teeth into. I want something that emotionally moves me. Something good. Jesus. And if I would have told you, Bully, that I had a power ranking that reflected, you know, three different shows and almost four different shows, and again, not including SmackDown or Raw, you probably thought I was crazy. But I think one thing we're learning from this Wednesday Night War is that the two best shows, at least the two best live shows, is what we're getting from NXT 
and AEW. And NXT is now the wrestling show when it comes to the WWE. And I think that, and at least God, you know, thank God that we're getting NXT. Because what would the what would the live shows look like for the WWE if we were just talking about Raw and SmackDown? Because at least we had SmackDown was the wrestling show before the move to Fox. But since the move to Fox, it's almost like... SmackDown is just like Monday Night Raw. It's become a variety show. Um, when I look at SmackDown, I always try to, you know, go with how the fan in me feels about these shows. And other than the first SmackDown or the one where they had the NXT invasion, I don't find myself having to watch. It doesn't feel like must watch to me. I, I feel like I have to watch but not when it's happening on Friday night. And I think that's what Fox wanted. They wanted that much watched television. I need to be in front of my TV at 8 o'clock on Friday nights. Is anything on that show doing that for you? I mean, you're home at Friday nights at 8 o'clock, right? Yes. You're watching because you have to watch or because you must watch? Yeah, I got to be honest with you, Bully. There are times that it's, it's like I have to watch. It, but it's more times than not, right? Yes. More times than not. Uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, yeah, we tuned in to see what was going to happen with Kofi and Brock. Yeah, we tuned in to see, you know, the, um, you know that Cain Velasquez thing. Uh, uh, maybe we didn't like it, but we still tuned in for it. We had to tune in to see what they were going to do with the NXT invasion. These are the stuff that's grabbing us. Other than that, I'm sorry. It's not me bashing the product. I'm not talking shit about anything. I'm just saying creatively. There's nothing that's drawing me to their fire. Yeah, and this is not WWE hate because we love NXT, and NXT is a part of the WWE. But I'll say this. I thought they did a better job building Crown Jewel than they have at Survivor Series. Sure, absolutely. And when it, and, and, and you're right. It's not, it's not WWE hate because we like NXT so much because NXT, to me and you, I believe, is our favorite, favorite brand when it comes to the WWE. But now, when you put NXT up against AEW, listen, I'm telling you, man, for me, by far, AEW is the more exciting product. I'm not telling you it's the better wrestled product. I'm not telling you it's the more psychologically sound product. I'm saying it's the more exciting product, and I believe they're telling better stories. Now, I was interested last week on NXT to who see who was laying out all the women in the back. I thought that was a good thread throughout the show. I like the way they're building to war games, but I think it's the anything can happen at any time aspect of AEW. You don't know if somebody's going to show up. You don't know where these run-ins are coming from. You don't know who's going to drop an F-bomb on TV. You don't know who's going to do what. Listen, the Jericho and MJF stuff, despite the fact that it was reminiscent of uh, Jericho and Owens, I thought it was light years better with MJF. Light years. That's just my opinion. And it's Maybe I'm Is it because it's a little more edgy? Of course it yeah. is. Of course it is. That's the way, I, as a fan, I like my pro wrestling edgy. I like my pro wrestling real. I've been saying this forever. I came from the, one, of the mo one of the most real companies out there, so I appreciate real wrestling. Any stories that I've ever been in, listen, personally, my favorite times were in ECW, TNA, and Ring of Honor because I've been able to tell the best stories there. 
If you look at our time in the WWE, the storytelling wasn't as deep. It was very surface level. So when the stories that, that I personally can tell or I watch can be real and trigger me, those are the ones that I like best. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Bully, before we got the return of CM Punk, we were getting CM Punk chants. So you said the one word to describe this whole thing when it comes to Punk is the word hope. So now that you have Punk and it brings you hope and the possibility, and listen, like I just think it's he's doing commentating, he's doing hosting. I think that's all you're going to get from him. But most fans aren't looking at it that way. Most fans are looking at this as that this is the hope that he could get back into the ring. And the next pay-per-view is in Chicago? You are definitely getting CM Punk chance on Sunday, Bully. Well, uh, you know what I would do, Dave? The end of the show, the last two minutes of the show, no matter who that person is standing in the ring, holding their championship up high or whoever it is, I'd hit Punk's music. I'd have Punk walk out to the top of the stage, and I'd go off the air. That's what I would do. Because now you don't know what the hell's going to happen. It's it's an incredible tease. Hit his music in Chicago. Get that pop in the can. Get that moment. That'll. How big will the pop be in Chicago if Punk's music hits? Oh my God, the roof is going to come off. It's going to be ridiculous. Have him walk out, have him stand at the top of the stage, smirk on his face, go off the air. That's it. You don't marry him to anybody, no storyline with anybody. You plant the seed. That's all you need to do at Survivor Series is plant the seed. And now you can go from there. Or you don't have to necessarily go from there. Bully, there's this video on YouTube that I watched. Because, you know how Dave Lagana was talking about? You're, like, you're watching an old episode of World Championship Wrestling from Georgia from 1983, and then up pops a video right after it of NWA Power from last week. I was watching an old WWF house show from the Meadowlands this weekend from July 15th, 1984. And when it was over, up came this video of CM Punk and it's like a video from like GQ magazine's YouTube page and it's and I and and Alex Metz you've seen the same video I think the video's pretty recent correct yeah uh he was doing I guess some some appearances based on that horror movie that he was in that came out last month um but yeah I guess they had him in in the GQ studio instead of doing just like a regular interview for the magazine they did something really cool they filmed CM Punk sort of doing sort of commenting on different wrestling scenes in Hollywood movies 
It was really neat to yeah. hear his kind of take on everything. Like they did the wrestler, they, they did, did their Paradise, Alley, Paradise Alley, they did Lucha Libre, you know, uh, Nacho Libre. They did uh, Glow, the Netflix show. The, yeah, they did Glow, and they did you know with Oh, Ready to Rumble, uh, Ready to Rumble, and they did the uh, the Page movie. So what CM Punk was doing was like giving like the realism of each scene and how they could have done it better and how good this was. And he was talking about moves and he was talking about the essence of pro wrestling. And for the first time in a long time in this ridiculous video on the GQ YouTube channel, I saw a fire in the man's eyes. Like he was talking about pro wrestling and he was really into it. And he was talking about the genuine feel of these wrestling moves and how to communicate in the ring and and just like how great they were doing it. And it was the first time where I was like, wow, this this guy, I think, really, truly does have a love for pro wrestling. And you can't hide that. And bully, you can't fake that. And I'm going to say, and, and Alex, if you can, could you link that video to our at Busted Open Radio Twitter page? Because I think the fans should watch that. And I'm wondering if they see something like I saw it or something a little bit different. Watching this silly video actually got me excited for a return of CM Punk. And Bully, we talked about it. This isn't Edge. This isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's no injury here. He's probably healthier now than than he was when he was actually wrestling. So your scenario that you brought up, why not? Why not? How much money is it going to take to get him back in the ring again? A couple, How much money is it going to take to get him back? The the news in rock and roll right now. I'm going to draw a comparison. You're right there, Dave? I dropped my water bottle. All right. The news in rock and roll right now is that Motley Crue is going to go back out on tour in stadiums. And in 2014, Nikki Six did an interview and he said, there is no amount of money that would ever make me do it again because I have such a pride in how we're ending it. Well, $150 million later, guaranteed by Live Nation, they're going to do it and he's going to go back on his words. Everybody's got a price, just like Ted DiBiase once said. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to get in a room with Punk, get on a call with Punk, whatever it is, and say, what do we have to do to make this happen? The fact that he showed up on backstage. Listen, even if he didn't appear on backstage this week, they're still going to be chanting Punk's name in Chicago. It is inevitable. So I'm actually thinking about this. Maybe you don't end the show with Punk. Maybe you start the show with mm. Punk and you let the people get it out of their system. Because if they see him early, they probably won't be chanting his name late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let them get it out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are live in Chicago, Survivor Series, blah, blah, blah. Place goes ballistic. Bring him out, get a look in his eyes, blah, blah, blah. Get him out of there. Oh, my God, we just saw CM Punk. What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Give the people their moment and then roll into the first match. Now the people probably won't be chanting CM Punk all night. But no matter what happens, no matter what match is in the ring, you're going to have Punk chants going on just because it's Chicago and just because it's Punk. 
No matter where you put Punk, if it was at the beginning of the show or the end of the show, imagine what the ratings would be for Raw the next night on Monday. Absolutely. Just because we have to see what happens. So to me, you do everything in your power to make it happen because you're not going to get the opportunity of Chicago again. Now, there are people in the WWE. Vince is very much one of those guys that will believes that the particular city does not matter because the scope of our playing field is the entire world. So if we don't have to bring Punk back in Chicago, we can bring him back in, in, in Sheboygan because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the same thing. The energy that you will have in that room in Chicago is not going to be is going to outweigh, out pop, out volume, out everything anyplace else, including New York, including Philadelphia, including Boston, including everywhere, because that's their hometown guy. And that's their hometown guy that they have been chanting for for the past five or six years that he has been gone. Nobody chanted Steve Austin's name when he was gone. Nobody chanted The Rock's name when he was gone. Nobody chanted Hulk Hogan's name when he was gone. Wow. Wow. They chant Punk's name to this day. It's been over five years since he's been in a WWE ring. And he just showed up on WWE backstage. And now he's going to be a backstage again this week. Survivor Series is in Chicago. Come on, man. Planets, the planets lining up in the wrestling business don't happen this way very often. I always talk about catching lightning in a bottle. You know what the hardest thing about catching lightning is, Dave? You never know where or when it's going to strike. In this particular moment, you know where. You know when. Get that big bottle out and catch all that lightning. Hit Punk's music and give the fucking WWE Universe what they want. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.